This message is brought to you by Moira Pentecostal Church. We hope that it will encourage, challenge, and inspire you in your walk with God. To be able to fulfill what God has called us to do. We need a different type of confidence than the confidence of the flesh and self in order for us to walk the preordained path that God has called us to walk. Now some of you already may be sitting there, Pastor, in my season of life and with all I've gone through and walking through, I would say I've already missed it. Or perhaps it's too late. Well, this is not the approach that we bring. As men and women who belong to God, who know the power of His Word and His Spirit, we can at any moment in time begin to move afresh, begin to start right from where we are. So let me come in to the main part of the message now. Let me begin by bringing up a great text on the screen. Have no fear of sudden disaster or of the ruin that overtakes the wicked. For the Lord will be your confidence and keep your foot from being snared. Isn't that an amazing promise? Hallelujah. Isn't that fantastic? Glory to God. Now I'm sure like me, you are aware of the increase of fear and phobias that people in the world are experiencing. They tell me in the medical field that they are finding more and more people are struggling with phobias that are unusual. And this unnatural type of fear is causing many to be poorly in their heart and in their mind. Let me just bring the dictionary definition of the word phobia. It is an abnormal, intense, and irrational fear of a given situation. Fear that can so grip your heart and your mind that a person is unable to move forward in life, unable to make normal progress or even live out what we would see as the normal routine of life. It is, it is the character of the fallen nature, and it is abnormal for the born-again, spirit-filled believer to carry that. It is perfectly normal and natural for the unregenerate person to be gripped by fear, but not for the believer. Unable to make progress in God's way is not normal for those who belong to God. Those who are born again and filled with the Spirit of God have occupied a different place, a different position as far as God is concerned. This fear characteristic is not meant to be part of your makeup. It doesn't own you and you don't own it. Turn to your neighbor and say, fear doesn't belong to you. I love this truth that when God created man, he made him in his own image. 
This meant that his soul, his spirit, and his mind was shaped in the wholeness of the nature and the character of God. Isn't that wonderful? Just pause a moment and think about how miraculous and how awesome it is to know that you were created in the perfect image of God and that when He comes into your life, that is His higher purpose for you, to reestablish within you the character and the nature of the Most High God. And He has imputed unto you His righteousness and His holiness and His nature and His character that all the days of your life you might walk in the wholeness of God. And for us not to walk in that dimension is not normal for the born-again, spirit-filled believer. A perfect, true image and likeness of God in whom there is no darkness at all. Have you ever studied the creation? When God created the earth, the universe... Can you remember the first thing that he did? He separated light and darkness. And that's the first thing that God does when you are recreated, when you are regenerated and born again by the power of the Spirit. He lifts you out of darkness and brings you into the glorious light of the Son of God, the Son whom he loves. So you can say with absolute certainty tonight you do not belong to the kingdom of the world. The kingdom of the world lies in the arms of the evil one. His nature and character is darkness. His ways are wicked and evil. And one of his greatest tools in this generation is to use fear to bind the hearts of the believers. Turn to your neighbor and say, you've changed positions. Hallelujah. (laughs) Quicker next time, Martin. (laughs) Hallelujah. You will recall these wonderful scriptures that have come up on on the screen right now. Shall we read them together? Because it's marvelous to have the word word of God coming out of your mouth. Are you ready? Can you all see it there? This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. But, geez, but men love darkness instead of the light because their deeds were evil. Everyone who does evil hates the light and will not come into the light for fear that his deeds will be exposed. But whoever lives by the truth comes into the light so that it may be plainly seen that what he has done has been done through God. Hallelujah. Isn't that absolutely awesome? Now, in keeping with the theme that we're on to tonight, confidence to live the life that God has planned for you, let me say this. I do believe that fear in the hearts and minds of men and women is one of the greatest tools the enemy is using today to immobilize, to restrict, to confine, to hem you in. That might be a religious fear. Fear of man. Fear of someone. Fear that something that happened before might happen again. All types of fears 
the enemy would try to use to restrict the body from moving forward in the confidence and the purpose of God. But the Bible says we shall know the truth and the truth shall set us free. So let me remind you again, fear does not belong to you. Hallelujah. It cannot remain in your heart. Now let me just share something with you. Did you know there's such a thing as good fear? Amen. There's positive fear. What is positive fear? It is reverence for God. A deep awareness of the holiness and the righteousness of God. Aware of His almightiness. I believe that that is one of the most important things that could return to the church. So when we come into the house of God, there is that heavy touch, not heavy in negative, but heavy in positive, of the divine touch of God upon our hearts as we recognize where we are. One of the greatest things you can do as you come into the house of the Lord is learn how to practice the presence of God when you arrive, before you arrive, when you arrive, when you take your seat. Just nurturing and, and making sure that you're fanning into flame the gift of God. Stir up the gift of God within you. One of the greatest ways that you can stir up the gift of God within you is through reverencing His glory and His presence. You know, before the fall of man into sin, he carried within himself the reverent fear of the Lord. But have you noticed alongside that reverent fear, there was a confidence to walk in his presence in the cool of the evening, walking and talking with God. Friends, this brings me to the first point. That was just the introduction. Turn to, say, to someone and say, it's about to get better. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo! Yay. Firstly, when we return to the Lord, He restores our confidence to live life as He intended. The only tool the enemy has is lies, deception, and fear. But in your case, friends, in our case, it is literally a case of whose report will we believe. We will believe the report of the Lord. So God does want you confident in Him. Let me bring you some biblical definitions of the word confidence. They're wonderful. The three of them. It's faith, boldness, and assurance. Faith, a firm persuasion, a deep conviction having heard and responded to the Word of God. Hallelujah. That's faith as a direct result of hearing the Word of God. Not just a faith that produces a positive outlook or attitude in life. Some Christians mistake that for having the faith that comes through the Word of God. No, we're talking about a faith that has a firm absolute persuasion in your spirit that is a direct result of God's Word being in your heart, your mind, and your mouth. That's different from mind over matter and a positive heart. 
That brings an assurance and a deep knowledge that all is good and well because God is in control and his purpose will come to pass. And boldness and courage. The courage and boldness to trust the Lord no matter what we face. Can I share something with you? I was blessed along with my precious friend Robert Robinson to go and visit Margaret today. As we went into the room, I became conscious of the presence of Jesus in hospital there. And I want to tell you, Johnny, the word was tripping out of her mouth. It was just coming out like bullets. And Robert and I looked at each other and we went, wow, <laughs> this is a great hospital visit. <laughs> Isn't it great to go to hospital and come out more encouraged than when you went in? <laughs> Glory to God. Isn't she awesome? And we believe with all of our hearts that God will restore Margaret, Johnny, to full health. And we declare it and agree it together in the name of Jesus. That's faith. Boldness and courage to trust in the Lord no matter what we face. No matter what physical evidences are in front of us and what we see with the natural eye. Faith that removes every hindrance and barrier to be able to take hold of that which God has promised and has said is yes and amen. And assurance, fullness and freedom of mind. Isn't that lovely? Fullness and freedom of mind. Freedom in your heart and in your mind to have a deep expectation that what God has said will come to pass. After I've used this mic, Dave, edit the tape, you need to disinfect it. <laughs> but I want to tell you, everything about me is anointed. Glory to God. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, glory. <laughs> I was going to say something else, but I've refrained. <laughs> oh, wonderful Jesus. Do you know, I want to tell you, as I sat down there tonight, friend, and your band started to play. I want to tell you, by the second line of the first song, I was drunk in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> I was. Isn't that marvelous? Two lines and you're in. <laughs> oh. Wow. Oh, Jesus. I must tell you, we're having some amazing times in our church. <laughs> we are. <laughs> it's marvelous. Whoa. I went to preach in a black church.
Oh, it was great. It was great. I love it, Dio. The more amens and hallelujahs again. I love it. Praise the Lord. Oh, hallelujah. I knew it was going to be a great night. So I brought two ankies. Oh, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. I'm going somewhere I've never been before. I think you better go instead of me. <laughs> Pray for me all day. <laughs> oh, glory to God. <laughs> Praise God. Oh, it does your spirit good, doesn't it? Wonderful. Amen. <laughs> the, 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 the Lord, the Lord def, definitely wants you <laughs> to approach. <laughs> Help me get it out, Lord. <laughs> oh, the Lord. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Woo, Jesus. Oh, you can't put this on the telly, you know. <laughs> he says, what a bet. <laughs> oh, isn't it wonderful? Free from fear. Free from anything that hemmed you in, controlled you, dominated you. Freedom in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind, in your home, in your marriage, in your finance. Free to express the love of God wherever you go. How wonderful. The Lord wants us to approach life and service such a way. Then secondly, you know, there are certain things that cause our confidence in the Lord to grow. There are things that we must understand, and there are things that we must put into practice. Let me just list them out for you, otherwise I'll never get through this preach. <laughs> Firstly, friends, come on, approach the Lord in faith and confident freedom. Approach God with the confidence He's given you, with reverent fear, not cowering before Him in, in intrepidation, uncertain of His acceptance, but... Word. Approach God with freedom and confidence. Ephesians 3. Verse 12, in him and through faith in him, we may approach God with freedom and confidence. Amen. Isn't it wonderful? Every Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, every moment with confidence through faith. And then don't throw away your confidence. This is all scripture, friend. Don't throw away your confidence. It will be richly rewarded persevere and when you've done all stand and persevere for you will receive what the Lord has promised then hold on firmly to the end the confidence you had from the beginning can you remember when you were first saved when you first came to Christ that wow that zeal and that that 
power that you suddenly experienced and maybe when you were baptized with the Holy Ghost and the surrender in your heart. Hold on to that confidence, the zeal that's been there right from the beginning. Turn to your neighbor and say, don't become a boring Christian. <laughs> I'm not going to that church. I don't want to be like them. <laughs> oh, Lord, come on. Let's be full of the life of God. Hold on to the confidence. What does that mean? Protect it. Protect it. Hold it fast in your heart and in your life. And then have no confidence in the flesh, but rejoice in the Lord. And then don't forget, obedience builds confidence. You know, if you're lacking in confidence in God, just check your heart. Check your mind. Check your life. If you're hemmed in by things, check what's going on. And then don't forget, prayer builds confidence, communication with God. This is the confidence we have. That if we ask anything in according with his will in his name, we shall receive it. It shall be done. And of course, the will of the Lord is the key there. And then his word is our confidence. The Bible says, whenever our hearts condemn us, God is greater than our hearts. If our hearts do not condemn us, we have confidence before God. There's nothing like a clear conscience in your heart, in your mind, in your, a con the conscious of your spirit, consciousness of your spirit, knowing things are right with God. Hallelujah. When you begin to minister, when you begin to function, when you're doing what God has called you to do, just a clearness of heart. You know, I was with a colleague at one time and he said to me, Pastor Paul, he says, how do you sleep? I said, on my back like a log. <laughs> he said, what happens you to go to sleep straight away? I said, within minutes of putting my head on my pillar, I'm out like a light. And he said to me, that's a clear conscience. And I didn't realize. It's beautiful to be able to put your head on your pillar and sleep well. He gives his beloved sleep. And then thirdly, what is it? What produces God confidence? Open your Bible with me to 1 John and let me read a wonderful passage of Scripture. One John four, verse thirteen to twenty-one. Friends, you know something: the Shekinah glory of God is down tonight. There's a deep presence in this place of Jesus. This is what the Word says: We know that we live in Him, and He in us. Because he has given us of his spirit. And we have seen and testify that the Father has sent his Son to be the Savior of the world. If anyone acknowledges that Jesus is the Son of God, God lives in him and he in God. 
And so we know and rely on the love God has for us. God is love. Whoever lives in love lives in God and God in him. In this way, love is made complete among us so that we will have confidence on the day of judgment because in this world we are like him. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. We love because he first loved us. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother, he is a liar. For anyone who does not love his brother whom he can, has seen cannot love God whom he has not seen. And he has given us this command, whoever loves God must also love his brother. Well, friends, it is certainly not the natural human emotion of love that produces God confidence. It's not just human love that produces the confidence that, the, that John, the writer, is referring to. It is actually the supernatural impartation of the divine love of God shed abroad in our hearts. I love this statement. I wish I'd written it. God's love is proclaimed in the word, proved in the cross, but is perfected in the believer. Isn't that beautiful? Awesome. Notice it's not perfected in the angels, but in sinners like you and I, saved by grace and the mercy of God. Now this knowledge and this supernatural love brings supernatural confidence because it's based on love that passes all understanding. What is that? It is not able to be fully understood and worked out with the human mind. But it is communicated into your life by the nature and the character of God who comes to you in the person of the Holy Spirit. And by fully accepting the love that God has placed in you, you will find it will overflow to many, the very love of God. Surely, one of the greatest needs in the church is to fully accept and learn to remain and abide in the love of God. Please turn to your neighbor and tell them straight away, you are loved without limits. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Loved without limits. Precious Jesus. That's why it's possible to know human love at a very high level and to know that you still need the perfect love of God. A higher love than just human affection and love. Now, let me share this with you. This is pretty tender. People are usually afraid because of three things, or possibly all three. Firstly, something in the past haunts them. 
But we do not need to have fear of the past because by the power of the cross, Jesus dealt with the past. For the Christian, the judgment is not in the future, it's in the past. The future judgment for you and I is a judgment of reward, not punishment. Because if it is punishment, then the work of the cross was not enough. But it was more than enough to meet the justice required of God so that you can be fully rewarded on the basis of all that He has done and all that you've done in service to the living God. So you are free and need not be haunted by the past. Secondly, something in the present that disturbs you right now. You may well have a sense of disturbance in your heart or your mind or your spirit. It would bring anxiety, stress, and pressure, worry. It would bring concern. It's, it's today. It's going on today as you're walking through whatever it is you're walking through. But friends, the awesome thing is that perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. So growing in love, abiding in love, growing in love, increasing in the knowledge of the love of God, increasing in confidence that produces a faith that rests on the promises of God will mean whatever you are walking through right now, that can be dealt with because God's love will build a platform of peace on the inside of your heart. And mine. Can I just say this? That is not an easy place to remain. Isn't it going to be marvelous when we leave the body? When we're unaffected by the lower nature, totally unaffected. But until then, many grapple with controlling these things. Let me say, if you try to strive and struggle and control them by the flesh, it will yet again rear its ugly head time after time. But if in the power of the Spirit you allow God to flood your heart with His perfect love, confidence and assurance for the future, will cause fear to leave your heart and leave your mind. Hallelujah. Wonderful Savior. Awesome. How many have battled with fear for so long? It's not for you. It doesn't belong to you. It's not yours. He put it there. The enemy put it there like a seed, a seed of his word, which is an accusing word. But Jesus plants the seed of peace and an increase of confidence because of the perfect love that passes all understanding. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful? Love beyond our understanding, the divine touch of God. 
And then thirdly, something in the future that threatens them. A threat, a worry, a concern that something could possibly happen in the future. Well, let me tell you, we need not fear the future because we are the family of God. Let me give you an imperfect example. There aren't many absolute perfect examples, are there, Pastor Dave? If God loved you with such perfect love before you were in the family, when you were in a place where in your natural mind you were hostile to God and because of your sin and lower nature you were an enemy, if He loved you then with such absolute perfect love enough to pay the price for your sin, how much more does He love you now that you belong to the family? Turn to your neighbor and say, Whoo, praise God, you're in the family. The love of God deals with fears by the power of His blood. And they have no right to hold you. Perfect love will set you free. But you must respond to that love, for it is a love without end. Friends, you know, fear is the beginning of torment. You will find that fear will grip you. And if the grip hold is allowed to increase, it will produce torment in your heart and your mind. But by the power of the blood of Jesus, you can break that chain and get set free once and for all by a revelation of the love of God. You can reject that and replace it with the faith and the confidence. And you can do that through the authority of the name of Jesus. Because as you know, the Bible says, God has not given you a spirit of fear, but of power, of love, and a sound mind. Now let me close by reminding you of Romans 8.15. For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry, Abba, Father. So tonight, friend, know the full acceptance of the love of the Father. For perfect love casts out all fear. So as I've spent time with you today, remember these two things. Number one, do not be robbed of the life God has planned for you to live. Number two, grow in the confidence of God to live it out for His glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now let's just invite the band to come. And let's just spend some time together. Let's have the singers up. Here's a powerful anointing on your singers. Tremendous. Wonderful Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
thank you for taking the time to listen to this message. For more messages like this one, visit us online at www.mpc.org.uk. You will also find a selection of informative videos at youtube.com forward slash Moira Pentecostal.